Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. And good morning, everybody. Happy New Year, or as they said in the movie Trading Places, Merry New Year. Merry New Year? Merry New Year. Oh, for goodness You sakes. don't remember that movie? I do remember. It was, Merry quite, New it was a wonderful movie. Great movie. Very funny. How are you? I'm great. Happy New Year to you. Happy New Year to you. I hope everyone's well. Alex, good to see you. Good to see you guys. Over Great there. to be back. We're all together now. Here We we all made it through the holiday right. season. By the way, mm-hmm. um, we haven't had a show since a couple days before Christmas. Fortunately, or unfortunately, we really have nothing to talk about. <laughs> uh, nothing happened with Russell Wilson and Sean Payton and the Broncos, so there's nothing there, obviously. Uh, a couple games last night. Certainly no quarterback implications potentially for the Broncos in order to draft. So this is going to be a boring show. I highly recommend you change the channel. Uh, Turn off milehighsports.com because we really don't have much of a rundown today. By the way, if you want to join us, you can do so on the Roller Auctions Twitter feed. Quite an invitation. At Eric Goodman, Roller Auctions, over 150 auctions a year for vehicles, business liquidations, police seizures, and more. Get involved. Get notifications about upcoming auctions at rollerauction.com backslash MHS. In the meantime, don't forget this upcoming weekend, Sasquatch and Wildcard Casinos. Uh, they're going to have their big promotion giveaway the weekend of January 5th coming up. Uh, either you're going to get a Kawasaki side-by-side with snow tracks, a little over $22,000 in cash. Head on up to Sasquatch and Wildcard, a family-owned casino that treats you like family. With that, time now for the lead. The lead, presented by Sasquatch Casino in Blackhawk. One of my favorite days of the year, is the final four. Okay. The two national semifinal games. Yep. Usually they are very good games. Usually. Last night, the two semifinal games were absolutely incredible to watch. One went to overtime. The other one almost had one of the most thrilling finishes we've seen in a big game. Remarkable. In games. a long time. But bringing this back home, the Broncos will likely look to draft a quarterback. Two quarterbacks on the two winning teams are going to be under consideration, J.J. McCarthy, and then Michael Penix Jr. With that, Michael Penix Jr. is now the new darling of Denver, Colorado. Now, he shouldn't be because he played in the Pac-12, and everybody sees or has seen what this guy can do. But with that, he has an injury history, a couple of torn ACLs in Indiana, other injuries as well. He's had two clean years at Washington, and I'm going to say this right now as we talked about walking in the door. Right. This is what we're going to hear to start 2024. The Broncos need to draft Michael Penix Jr. I'm not going to... Or the Broncos need to draft a quarterback. They do. They do. Bo Nix is considered... A second-round pick. I know you like him. I actually do like him. I like Michael Penix Jr., but probably not as much as everyone else. But here's the thing. I'm not a talent evaluator. Neither am I. There are plenty of guys who played great college ball whose games have not translated to the NFL. There's a reason why. doesn't mean they're right. There are a lot of teams that don't believe that Bo Nix's game translates to the NFL to be a first-round pick. For Michael Penix Jr., It is simply the injury history on why many people would say he would not be a first-round pick. So if you're salivating after watching last night's game in which he went off and literally shredded 
Texas's defense, in which he did everything you would hope a pro quarterback can do. Mm-hmm. Good mobility, great poise, yep. hit tight, hits tight windows, yep. rocket arm, all of those things. Before you start dreaming about Michael Penix Jr. wearing a Broncos uniform, I got news for you. You're not the only one who watched the game last night. All the other teams did as well. Penix Jr. had two full seasons, injury-free. He has been unbelievable in those two seasons. The Broncos currently have the 14th overall pick. And how do you like this for a bit of irony if you believe in all of this? About three, four, five years ago, it is the Denver Nuggets who had the 14th overall pick in the draft and drafted a guy by the name of Michael Porter Jr., MPJ. Why didn't he go higher? Injury history. The Broncos have the 14th overall pick in the draft. Michael Penix Jr., another MPJ. Good God. Is this what you've spent your time away coming up with? Because I have. I can't, I, there's nothing, I, I can't even counter that. I will throw in both have Seattle ties, too. Michael Porter Jr. went to Nathan Hale High School before he went to Mizzou for a very short amount of time. And, of course, Penix uh, ended up in Seattle after starting in at Indiana. Uh, he's a Florida kid. Be careful about shiny objects at the moment that, that they're their shiniest. But he's been a shiny object for two years, yeah. not one game. It's not it's not like he had a three game stretch before the all before the uh before the uh game against Oregon where he completed fifty two point eight percent of his passes. Three games in a row. Look, he's a fantastic football player. Just be careful, everyone. Be careful about making a judgment based on 430 passing yards and beating Texas. It was a wonderful moment. We've seen wonderful moment from college quarterbacks at at a lot of different times. It's a two-year stretch. Just be very careful. It's a two-year stretch. There's a reason why he was in New York for the Heisman. There's a reason why. So you know, if, I would just say be careful if about he had, shiny objects. Here, this this is the shiny object. All right. Here's the shiny object I'd be careful about. If JJ McCarthy mm-hmm. put up those numbers, then mm-hmm. I'd then I'd say be wary. Okay. JJ McCarthy was is a good quarterback. Yeah. Runs a totally different kind of offense. Totally different kind of offense. And it is not one that is based upon passing the ball the way they do at Washington. Correct. You are talking about a run-first mentality. With an unbelievable offensive line. Yes, no question about that. I think there are more than a few quarterbacks who you would consider, in theory, good to very good, mm-hmm. who would succeed behind Michigan's offensive line. Yes, I agree with Blake you. Corm. So be careful of that You're as right. well. So the shiny object to me would be J.J. McCarthy shreds Alabama. And then you're like, oh, my God, look at this guy. Yeah. J.J. McCarthy hasn't done that all season. No. That's the shiny object. Michael Penix is not a shiny object. Michael Penix has done this for two consecutive years. You can cherry pick a couple of games here and there. I would say about Jaden Daniels. How did he do against some of the top teams he played against? And he won the Heisman. Not everybody's going to be great an entire season. 
it doesn't make any difference what any of us feel like because Sean Payton will make this decision based on his observations and his level of comfort as to who can run the offense the best uh, of their of his abilities. So that I mean, that's this is the whole Russell Wilson thing. Russell Wilson is no longer the quarterback for the Denver Broncos because he can't run the offense the way that Sean wants him to run the offense, plain and simple. So the question becomes next, and it's a hell of a lot further bridge away than it is with Russell Wilson right now. What kind of rookie fits the bill? I I don't know. I will say this. Michael Penix has been fantastic. He's been great to watch. Watched him all season long. A lot of last year, too. So did you. Um, And... I don't. I, there are a lot of ways that you could go wrong, um, other than going against a guy like Michael Penix Jr. The guy's a fantastic talent, no question about it. The only box he doesn't check is no injury history. Although he's got great mobility, man, his mobility is is outstanding. You're talking about I Penix, think. I think his mobility he, is that's quite my good. point. Yeah, he, he checks every box. Yeah, and that one touchdown pass that he threw. That's an NFL pass. Yes. That is a tight window in between two defenders. He And a lot of college quarterbacks cannot do that. He is the best quarterback in this college class downfield at 25 yards or better. Wait a minute. So you're referring to intermediate passes, something that we saw a little bit out of Stidham, mm-hmm. a little bit out of Thankfully. Stidham. Thankfully. Okay. Yep. And something that Sean Payton covets. The intermediate routes, along with throwing the entire route, sure. And he's so, good down, and he's good deep down the field too. By the way, you said I've had a lot of time to think about things. I, <laughs> I'll give you something else that I thought about. Oh, good. Let's look at the final four teams. Every conference, you know, generally speaking, outside of the ACC, mm-hmm. was well represented. Right. The Big Twelve, the Pac Twelve, the Big Ten, the SEC, and I find that ironic. You know why? Hmm. Because next year, it would have been two Big Ten teams and two SEC teams. Oh, I'm sure that that's being shouted down the halls in Big Ten territory already. And oh, by the way, October 5th in Washington, Michigan and Washington will have a rematch. And that's a conference game. Right. Wow. And oh, by the way, before the Big Ten starts puffing out its chest... You got your asses handed to you by the SEC during these bowl games outside of yesterday. Iowa got shellacked. Penn State lost to an SEC team, right? Wait, Ohio State lost to an SEC team. And then there was another loss by Wisconsin. The top, basically the top yeah, teams. Yeah, no, you're right. The top teams of the Big Ten all, right. all lost to SEC teams and Alabama happened to lose in overtime. Yeah. Although bowl games don't mean a damn thing anymore. And I mean nothing. If you are if you want to make bowl games worth something, play them at the beginning of the season when teams are whole. I got you know, it. What, whatever it I'm is. I'm with you on there. But, oh, by the way, hey, Florida State fans, how do you feel now? Don't tell me you were missing half your roster. That's a bunch of BS. You would have lost big anyway. Your argument is is officially yeah, but none over. of but none of it means anything. I, I mean, okay. even 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 if I give you that, and you're right, and yeah. Georgia made a statement, great, yeah. good for them. But even Kirby Smart, immediately afterwards, was the first guy to say, "Hey, 
we need to fix this in college football. What's there to fix? You, you have guys who are going to be guaranteed millions of dollars. Well, why do you want to go to the hold on? Uh, wait a minute. No, wait. What is there to fix? The answer is is you if, have to if, play in bowl games. If you, the, that's the question, is the bowl system still so important to college football? It's not. Okay. Well, if you've said so, then then it is. Then well, so far, because they had forty five of them this year. Right. So. So it's important to the sponsors. Yeah. No question about it. And are the sponsors are important to college football? Well, I tell you what, now with NIL, I get to tell a kid he has to play. No, I think what you have to do is totally restructure, play bowl games early, play them three weeks in. I don't care. Do something, do something different to, because there's no meaning to any of the bowl games. The only, except for the, except except for the the two. Except for the two games yesterday. I'll give you a guy who'd have an argument for you about having to play in bowl games. Jake Butt. Yeah. yeah. Tore his ACL, yeah. became a fifth-round pick, yeah. and his entire career was ruined. Yeah. And now with NIL, I'm sure this could be a Supreme Court thing, too. Mm-hmm. You're forcing a guy he has to play? Oh, no. I don't think you force anybody to play. I think it's much easier when you've got carrots at the end of the stick in the Final Four. I mean, they nobody was losing. I mean, they've lost... There were a couple of guys that were injured, but there was no roster uh, fatigue, uh, no NIL, no jumping, nobody in the transfer portal. At least Michigan was Michigan and Alabama was Alabama and Washington was Washington and Texas was Texas. But the rest of the bowl games were meaningless exhibitions. Coming up after the break, we're going to get into the Broncos. What happened a couple of days ago? And yesterday's press conference. You part of that press conference yesterday? Good. Ask Sean Payton a question about things that he said. I didn't say. He said. He said he was hoping Stidham would give the team a spark. Please. Are you going to keep lying to us? And then he was very honest and said, our offense has been average to below average. I said, did you see improvement? Did you see a spark? Did you see the offense get better under Stidham? Peyton's answer to my question is next. Drive with Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. Welcome back. Morning Drive. Goodman Hurdle. Watch us. MyLifeSports.com. You can reach us. Roller Auctions Twitter feed at Bruce Hurdle at Eric Goodman. Roller Auctions, over 150 auctions a year. For vehicles, business liquidations, police seizures, tools, construction equipment, and more. Get involved, get notifications about upcoming auctions at rollerauction.com backslash MHS. Time now for the buzz. The buzz is presented by High Country Performance 4x4 in Inglewood, Colorado's premier one-stop shop for anything and everything 4x4s and trucks. High Country Performance 4x4, building cool shit since 1980. Go to hcp4x4.com. Okay, so uh, for the last really two months, we've been asking the question, is Russell Wilson going to be back next season? I think we have a pretty good idea of what the answer is going to be. 
And the answer is no. Peyton met the media yesterday following Sunday's win over the Chargers. I asked him about some of the things that he said last week, which was wanting to replace Wilson with Stidham to give the team a spark while characterizing the offense this season as average to below average. And with that, I said to Sean, did you see a spark from Stidham? And did the offense look any better than average? Fair question. I I think this, um, in the comments last week, were really a sum total of, um, of what, 15 games? Um, And yet, uh, there were some things I was real encouraged about yesterday. Certainly, um, if we're going to measure it week by week, you'd say, man, we scored under 20 points. That wasn't enough. We missed out on opportunities in the red zone. Um, but we were safe with the football. Um, certainly, we look forward to this next game. But that was that was a stretch. That was a, a long stretch of 15 weeks where we'd seen a very similar pattern. Um, I think I think that'll change. Um, and I, you know, I made the decision with the hopes that that's going to help bring change. Uh, there's no guarantee that that does, but in the meantime, it's something that uh, I felt was necessary. Yeah, it, there are no guarantees. That's what he hopes. Was it noticeably? I mean, no. When you look at the performance from from a statistical point of view. The, the two quarterback performances three weeks apart against the same opponent in a game that was won both times by the Broncos was not only virtually the same, it was the same. Yes. I mean, it was like it, 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 they were totally interchangeable. So now you start looking for the small things, the things that Sean feels like he can build on. And you're doing it in just you're getting a two-week snapshot instead of a 15-week, you know, panorama. So are you going to get the answers that you need in two weeks on Jarrett Stidham? Remains to be seen. It was a good question, and one of the follow-ups was, you know, can he, Stidham, set himself up well for next year? And the answer was, yeah, he can. He can set him up himself up well for next year but from a standpoint of of quantum leap the answer is clearly no now if you paid attention and i know you did there were more slants there were more crossing pad intermediate passes passes. and they had some success with that Uh, nice to see that that can actually happen so those are the small things that you look at um, that maybe fans don't see the whole picture of. I mean, the easy, the low-hanging fruit is, well, they only scored 16 points. So, yeah, yeah. The, the, so the low-hanging fruit is the offense was basically the same. But if but it's little things in the offense. If you're Sean Payton, that leaves you encouraged. His words, not mine. Let me ask we'll you. We'll have to wait and see on, you, on 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 Sunday. You got to cut Stidham some slack because he was his yes, first start. Yes, of course a long time. you do. Of course you. And do. I'm not going to make any excuses for him. Mims didn't play. Sutton didn't play. Right. But but you and I have had this conversation. I've banged this drum, and I'm going to wail on it again. What does this team look like with injuries? Because they've been relatively healthy all year. They scored 16 points, and it was a remarkable effort by little Jordan Humphrey 
to get into that end zone. Yeah. If they get stopped in the five, if they get stopped at the five yard line, honestly, how confident do you feel they're going to score a touchdown, knowing what we've seen this year? Or or what we saw on that day. And they weren't good deep in the red zone. Hell, they got to the one yard line and then had two penalties immediately against them. So, so I mean, I, I'm not going to take away a touchdown. No, no. However, it was a remarkable play on a lot of levels. Stidham did a nice job climbing the ladder in the pocket. He had room to run, but he dumped it off. It was a pretty short pass. Humphrey did the rest. Great blocking downfield. Even Jerry Judy got involved in the block. He actually made a decent block. You're right. All of that said, they scored 16 points. That's it. Against a team in the Chargers. They gave up 24 to the Bills the week before and 63 to the Raiders. Yeah, 20, what, 7 or so, or 24 to the uh, Broncos three weeks back. So, I mean, no, it wasn't a ringing. I, I wouldn't think from the outside looking in that it was a ringing endorsement. The questions, the, the only question that really needs to be answered here, does it check some boxes for Sean Payton, who has created this situation right now that he's moving forward with, and he better have a damn good plan for it. Well, I can tell you what his plan is going to be because it's not hard to figure it's out. It's not. Stidham's going to be on this roster. He has a two-year deal. And he, should be. He's going to be competing with probably Jameis Winston or Jimmy Garoppolo. And boy, that's going to be fun. And then let's see what happens with the draft. Right. And let's not forget, the Broncos only have six draft picks. They don't have a second rounder. Right. And we talked about it at the top of the show. We know the top three quarterbacks in the draft are going to be gone. Caleb Williams, Drake May, and the kid who won the Heisman. Right? Yeah. From LSU. Jalen Daniels. Jane, he's going to be gone. Now, now, maybe Michael Penix moves from a second round pick to a first round pick. But let's be honest. If he shoots up the draft board, let's look at the teams that might be looking for quarterbacks who are ahead of the Broncos. Currently, the Broncos have the 14th pick in the draft. This is a terrible time for the Broncos to be looking for a quarterback. Just an awful time. Awful. Is there ever a good time? No, there isn't. But <laughs> but, but with where they are going to be with their salary cap. Right. Okay. So we don't know if it's going to be spread over two years with Wilson or one year, that is a different conversation, maybe for today, maybe for a different day. We know that we know that the Bears are going to probably take Caleb Williams. Drake May is going to go to Washington. New England is going to take Jalen Daniels. Bang. Those are your top three guys. Who are your next three guys, potentially? Two guys are projected to be second-round picks. Michael Penix, who is 25 years old, has played six years of college, Teams don't really like to draft 25, 26-year-old quarterbacks. They're really not in that market, especially with two torn ACLs. But we will see. We will see. Then you have J.J. McCarthy. Maybe he does fit Peyton's system perfectly. But they are sitting at 14 right now. Who needs quarterbacks? You can make the case. Is Arizona fully sold on Kyler Murray? And No. Do you think the Giants, who are picking fifth right now, Arizona, by the way, is fourth. Think the Giants are totally sold on Daniel Jones, who's coming off an injury? Shouldn't be. How about the Jets, who are going to get one more year out of Aaron Rodgers? Probably not. I'm they, not. Wouldn't be surprised to see Justin Fields end up there. He he will end up somewhere. Somewhere. The Jets are looking for a quarterback more than likely. You think Atlanta's dying to have Desmond Ritter? No, I think Atlanta. Right, right, yeah, right. Right now, you. they right. are ninth. Yeah, I'm rattling off teams that could be looking yep. for a quarterback. No, you're right. 
You think the Raiders are going to go next year with Aiden O'Connell? Doubt it. That's another team. Minnesota, you have Kirk Cousins coming off an injury. You think they're going to re-sign him? Maybe, probably not. That's another team that is looking for a quarterback. And then you have the Broncos. Was that, five teams? So if Michael Penick shoots up the draft board, the Broncos are going to have to draft up or trade up. And with what? Yeah. Picks for next year. Picks for 2025. Because they can't give up a second rounder. What are they going to do? Trade their first, third, fourth, and fifth to move up the draft board? No. Then you start worrying about Pat Sertan getting traded. Because you got to find assets. If you believe... Well, Jerry Judy will likely right. get traded. Yeah. But I'm not sure he he's what he's going to... I mean, Pat Sertan brings you something if you really want to go down that road. Um. We'll spend a lot of time over the next few weeks kind of going, looking at where the Broncos are headed. Um, I know that you've got it in the notes for it's, today. And it's not going to happen because you know what we're talking about next, which we haven't even gotten into. Last week, all the reports about Russell Wilson being asked or being told either, either get rid of, depending on which report you want to believe, yeah. Which shill reporter is carrying the water for either the Broncos or for Russell Wilson? Mm -hmm. Wilson came out and said, I was told if I don't get rid of this injury clause, I'm going to be benched. Ironically, he wasn't benched. Or was it they asked Wilson to move it? Defer. Either way, this became a huge national story. And I'm looking at Greg Penner and thinking... I know you know how to run Walmart. Sure. But do you really know how to run an NFL team? That's next. Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. Welcome back. Morning Drive, Goodman Hurdle. Watch us at mylifesports.com. You can reach us. Roller Auctions Twitter feed at Bruce Hurdle at Eric Goodman. Roller Auctions, over 150 auctions a year for vehicles, business liquidations, police seizures, and more. Get involved, get notifications about upcoming auctions at rollerauction.com backslash MHS. Time now for What's Trending. What's Trending is presented by Roller Auctions. Get what you want at the price you want. Go to rollerauction.com slash MHS and they'll send you notifications on their latest auctions. Let's drill down to what happened last week. Conflicting reports uh, that one report says Russell Wilson was told to remove his injury clause or he'd be benched during the bye week. As it turns out, he didn't remove it and he wasn't benched. Right. The Broncos had a right to ask, ask, and Wilson had a right to say no. Another report says the Broncos asked Wilson to move the injury clause to a later date. As a result of the threat, NFLPA got involved, sent a letter saying that the Broncos violated the CBA, 
could result in legal action. In the meantime, one NFL executive told The Athletic that benching Wilson led to Wilson telling his side of the story publicly, which included details about the Broncos threatening to bench him if he refused to alter the injury guarantee in his contract. The most honest 10 minutes from Russell Wilson that we have heard. He was outstanding. This is what this NFL exec anonymously told The Athletic. 15 years ago, the quarterback would sit quiet and try and get to another team. When you mistreat a guy like Russell Wilson, that's not going to happen. No. I think Sean messed up with the wrong guy because Wilson told his side of the story. With that, should Peyton be worried as he dives back into free agency and tries to get new players that this going public that this is what the Broncos might do to you. You know, I mean, it, it, it's it, it's a possibility, I suppose. I think people pay attention to those kinds of things. Yep. I, I, you know, I, um, I don't think that just because Sean Payton is the coach of the Broncos, it's some form of um, some magnetic force that he's pulling people towards him. He may very well be pushing people away. I mean, we don't know. Here was the knock on John Elway from guys in the locker room. Many told me this. John Elway's cheap. John Elway doesn't want to spend money on you. Heck, he asked Peyton Manning. He told him, you're going to take a $10 million pay cut. That 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 was John Elway's reputation at Mm -hmm. the end around the league. He's going to go cheap on you and try and lowball you and try and get you onto a team-friendly deal. Every guy in the locker room knew that. And a lot of guys weren't happy about it. Now you have Sean Payton. And oh, by the way, I found this to be so rich. Rich. Sean said he's not privy to Wilson's contract details. Yeah, I need to stop that one. Stop again. So stop that one in its tracks. Nothing pisses me off more than somebody lying to my face. Yeah. We know you know the contract situation. Of course. But he's not privy to it. But you know what he did by saying that? I haven't seen Greg Penner or George Payton walk around town, but if I'm standing behind them, there'd be tire marks on their back. Again, Sean Payton threw Penner and George under the bus. I had no idea what was going on because I wasn't privy to any of Wilson's contract details. USA Today throws guys under the bus in the organization. Then he does it again. This time includes the owner and includes George Payton. Nothing is Sean's responsibility or fault unless they're winning games. And when they're not winning games, it's somebody else's fault. That was his reputation coming in. I said this the day he was hired. You and I have done shows together, and people responded to me on Twitter saying, Goodman, you told us about this the day he was hired. He proved me right, and I didn't want to be right. All right, now let me ask you the question. I'm not even going to contest any of that. Are the Broncos still in a better place? Are they? Are they in a better place right now? No. Are they in a will they be, are they in a better place having Sean Payton running this ship? I'll let you know after the next couple seasons. Cuz let's see what quarterback they find. May not know yet for a and, while. And right. you know what? I don't know if they're going to stay healthy like they did this You're year. You're right. But now let's talk about Greg Penner on how he looks. In all of this, okay? He 
we knew that when Russell Wilson got traded here, he was going to get a new contract. Sure. Okay. You gave up all that draft capital. It wouldn't have happened. He wouldn't have come here without that being in tow. With that, that happened under Penner's watch. Nathaniel Hackett, Penner's watch, hires Peyton in a long, drawn-out, crazy story after crazy story. Penner flying to Michigan to try and bring in Jim Harbaugh after Harbaugh said no. At that point, Penner didn't look like he knew what he was doing. Then he hires Sean Payton. And then months later, Sean Payton trashes most people in the organization. They had no idea what they were doing. That's why this team wasn't good last year. All of this happening under Penner's watch. I'm going to tell you a story about something happened at 4 o'clock this morning that is a direct parallel to what is going on with the Broncos right now. I will try and make my story brief. There was fraud on my credit card in my Amazon account. No big deal. It's all taken care of. With that, I made a claim with Amazon saying, I didn't order this stuff. My wife has my credit card number and my and um, access to my account. Sure. So does my wife. Or so does my daughter. With that, I got a $500 plus bill. I, I swear to God when I tell you this. When I opened the box, I started to laugh. There were 15 pairs of kids' slippers in there, a box of Cheez-Its, planters peanuts, and about 15 different day planners in really nice leather-bound books. I didn't order any of this garbage. But it's a very nice gift to give. Well, I'll be giving this away now moving forward. Okay. The point is, my credit card company is going to dispute this. This has already been taken off my card. I get an email from Amazon this morning saying, there was no fraud on your card. There was no fraud with your account. I'm like, yes, there was. I'm like, how would you know this? Nobody else has my information. So they said to me, after I told them, my credit card company's already disputed this, and it's already on my record that I'm not going to be paying for it. Uh I said, would you like this back? Send somebody to my house. You can take back your freaking slippers. That's fine with me. Right. And the woman on the phone said to me, no, you can keep it or throw it away. Do whatever you want to. Wow. I said, so wait a minute. You're not going to get paid for this. And you're telling me you can keep, I can keep it. That's Greg Penner. That's Greg Penner. What do I mean by that? Russell Wilson doesn't have to stay. And he's going to get paid anyway. That's what Greg Penner is dealing with. He is not going to, he's going to pay out and he doesn't get to keep the product. Well done. That's what's going on with Greg Penner and Kerry Penner and the rest of the group. They are, they are terrific. The Penners are at putting in a brand new field for one game. That's nice. New scoreboard. That looks fantastic. They're very good at all of the auxiliary things having nothing to do with on the field. But right now, I don't know which ownership group looks worse when it comes to football decisions, even though this team might finish over 500. Because quite frankly, I don't care if they do finish 9-8. and eight. Next season doesn't look any brighter. Because you have six draft picks, not a second-round pick. We don't know if that dead cap's going to be spread over one year or over two years. You're not going to be injury-free. 
You don't have Russell Wilson as your quarterback. You don't know who's going to be competing with Jared Stidham. You don't know if you're going to wind up drafting somebody. My opinion, things don't look good. Snapshot of today, don't look good for next year. But after this whole story leaked about the Broncos telling Russell Wilson, no matter who you believe, either move the date or cancel it or you're going to get benched, becomes a big national, honestly, embarrassment for the Broncos organization in which Sean Payton said, I had nothing to do with it. I'm not privy to these conversations about contracts. That goes directly to Penner, goes directly to George Payton as well. What looks worse? What ownership group looks worse? Hiring Hackett, giving Russell Wilson that money, getting thrown under the bus in a USA Today article, and now this, or an owner like David Tepper throwing a drink on a fan in Jacksonville. Which owner would you rather have if I gave you those two scenarios? I'd much rather have the one we have in Denver, but that's neither here nor there. Look, here's the deal. The whole thing, I, I got a chuckle about the, uh, and, he, and he said it not just once, but a couple of times. Uh, hey, I'm not, I, I'm, I'm not privy. I'm talking about Sean now. I, I'm just not privy. You guys will get answers to those questions when those people become available. Okay, come on, Sean. What you're telling me then, you're not privy to a conversation going on that if George Payton had come to you and said, hey, you got to bench your starting quarterback, it would have been, oh, okay, no problem. What? Huh? So you're telling me you didn't know about something that could have ended up with your GM coming to you and saying, Hey, uh, you got to bench your quarterback. I don't care if we've won three straight. I don't care if we've just won over the Chiefs for the first time in six years, seven years. How do you think that would have played out with Sean at that point? Don't be silly on that. That's been the most distasteful part. Well, the way the situation was handled has been bad from from Jump Street. But, But the reaction to it, that's the worst part of the reaction to and it. Here's, I agree. And here's something else that I remain consistent with. I certainly have, I think I have pretty good sources on this stuff. I told you the day that Sean Payton was hired, he did not want Russell Wilson as his quarterback. And everyone's saying, no, wait a minute. Russell's going to be completely rejuvenated. His stats are great. But I said he doesn't fit what Payton wants to do. Payton doesn't want him. Well, I got backed up yesterday. You know why? Because Ian Rappaport reported the same exact thing yeah. that that Sean Payton said to the Penners and the interview group, I don't feel good about Russell Wilson, and I'm not sure if it's going to work out. I'll do the best I can. Let's give it one year. I think that was very much part of the conversation. Exactly in those terms. But I said that the day he was hired. People are like, how how do you know that? Well, you know it now. And it was obviously... You know it now because I told you a while back. And those decisions were being made very early on in the process. Right. Let's not forget the Broncos started one and five. And let's not forget something else. This is how you knew, I think, that Russell Wilson was not going to be Sean Payton's guy. One incident happened that told me that immediately. And it dates all the way back to last year's Super Bowl, in which Sean Payton... And Russell Wilson have dinner with Joe Montana. And Peyton said publicly, I wish Russell would have just stopped talking so I could listen to what Joe Montana had to say. <laughs> Remember that? Remember okay. that? 
What? What? An, Boy, what, that is. I mean, that's. But that's deep files stuff, man. It's. It's not deep files. I said it at the time. Yeah. You and I were doing the shows together. I said at the time he showed disrespect for his new quarterback. He also said publicly, Russell needs to stop calling Drew Brees. He's bothering him too much. He didn't like him to begin with. You could tell he didn't like him as a person to be in his camp as his quarterback. He may like him as a person, I suppose. I suppose. But he's annoyed. He looked at Russell Wilson as a fly in a barbecue. Just go away. Just I don't want you as my quarterback for sure. You don't fit my system. But as a person, you're kind of bugging me and you're annoying me. That was the first indication. And now look where we're at now. But, the, but of course, Sean said, and I, I don't want to question him because clearly he tells the truth all the time. He and Russ have no problems. Well, I mean, okay, uh, clearly that's not the case. What do we have coming up on Just In Case You Missed? We'll talk more about the two fantastic college football playoff semifinal <laughs> games and how have the Nuggets and Avs fared over the past week. That's next on Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle, Mile High Sports. Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. Welcome back. Morning Drive, Goodman Hurdle. Watch us at mylifesports.com. Reach us, Roller Auctions Twitter feed. At Bruce Hurdle, at Eric Goodman, Roller Auctions, over 150 auctions a year. They start back up again this week. Lots of auctions like vehicles, business liquidations, construction equipment, and more. Get involved, get notifications. But upcoming auctions at rollerauction.com backslash MHS. Time now for the final word. The final word. Presented by Greenfield's Pool and Sports Bar in Lakewood. Greenfield's has everything under one roof, including the best happy hour in town. Two-for-one wine, well, and drafts from 3 until 7 p.m. Just in case you missed it. Presented by Mountain High Appliance, Colorado's favorite appliance store for 25 years in Louisville, Colorado Springs, and now open in their new store in Littleton. Go to mountainhighappliance.com. All righty, guys, just in case you missed it, since our last show, the Nuggets have played some winning basketball aside for one game against Oklahoma City, where the Thunder took it to the Nuggets at Ball Arena. Uh, in the win last night over Charlotte, Denver went on a 30-6 to run over the first seven minutes of the third quarter to put the game out of reach. And also, Nikola Jokic has missed just two shots from the field over his last three games, uh, going 26-28 for 28 from the floor during that stretch. How do you assess the Nuggets' play as of late? All right, just basically a flex when they needed it last night. Um, I, I kind of feel like they're in some form of, and I, I, I'd be willing to discuss the level of cruise control that they're on right now, but they're on some level of cruise control where they're just kind of, you know, winning games. And uh, this thing doesn't start kicking in for another few weeks, I don't think. So, and, and, I, and there's nothing that indicates... Unless, you know, you got guys around dogs, you know, too Oof. much. God, how about that, huh? Yeah. I mean, from Aaron Gordon, uh, that there's anything that this, 
that there's anything wrong with where the Nuggets are at this particular point. I got no problem with it. That was Mountain High Appliance. Just in case you missed it, you can walk in any search or out the appliances before you buy them. They can also help you redesign an entire kitchen. Uh, they have the best appliances out there, best customer service, Mountain High Appliance. You can find them in Louisville, Littleton. You can also find their clearance center in Denver. Coming up after the break, after watching the two semifinal games yesterday, Broncos fans are dreaming about 25-year-old, often injured Michael Penix because he had an unbelievable game and really two back-to-back great seasons. Is there a realistic shot that the Broncos would go after him? Do you even think that he will be there in the draft, knowing that before the game he was projected as a second-round guy? That's next.